Day Trail Runners. This is the Trail Runners Experience with me, your host, Daniel Ferrugia. This is episode number 29, uh, my beautiful wife's age. And uh, we'll be interviewing her today on 17 of the most commonly asked questions for new runners. Oh, very good. Thank you, uh, Daniel. No, you're, you're not really Daniel. I'm Daniel. And <laughs> who are you? I'm Kate Marsden. Kate Marsden, my wife. My, yes. That's right. And who also happens to be a runner. And now, um, thank you for joining me in our house. That's okay. I live here. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, it's good. No, um, you've been actually, believe it or not, you've been one of my most heavily requested uh, guests. Oh, look, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Your yeah. listeners are only human. <laughs> You're so humble. <laughs> I've, I've interviewed elite runners, um, elite coaches or people with fascinating trail running stories. But for some reason, people just want to hear they more They want to from hear you. about me wetting my pants. <laughs> that's oh right. And that's got nothing to do with running. They just want to, they're just, <laughs> they're just freaks. No, just kidding. So yes, today's going to be a change of pace. We get, uh, Kate and I are going to have a bit of fun answering some questions that we found on the Google machine. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe along the way, you might actually pick up some some things. Some tips. Yeah, some tips. Some um, helpful hints. So, um, yep, 29 episodes into the Trail Runners experience. Mm-hmm. had a really. It's been a really good experience for me as uh, the host. And um, I've been so, I feel very lucky to have interviewed lots of people. You've interviewed some amazing people. Yeah, I know. Amazing. I, I, I couldn't believe. When you say to me, I want to interview this person. I want to interview Jess Trengove. And I go, well... Go ahead and see what you can do. And then next minute, you're interviewing her. I know. It's it, amazing. It is amazing. I've the, got... the running community is amazing. They're a fantastic group of welcoming, friendly, interesting, hardworking people who just, they seem to have time for everybody. That's true. It's, a, it's wonderful. And I, um, yeah, look. It's a, it, I think I've always said running is a great leveler. It doesn't matter how fast or slow, you know, there's a real, there's something very unifying about running. And it know. doesn't matter if who you're running with. It could be the most, you could be running with the Dalai Lama, but if you don't know anything about each other and you're just running together, you're the same, you know? Exactly. You're both running along the same trail, experiencing the same thing at the same time. I don't know... Half the time, I don't know what people do for a living when I run with them. Mm. Um, it's not until maybe I've been running with someone for a few months, you know, where I learn a bit more about their actual job. And, you know, because, yeah, I, in, in many ways, I don't care what your job is, mm. you know, and it's, it's really great. Yep. Um, when you're running, you're a runner. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm really appreciative to everyone who's been listening up to now and people who uh, have left nice comments and feedback. Now, before we get into the episode, there's a couple of housekeeping things I'd like to uh, address. Oh. One of those um, being, so I really appreciate everyone listening. Now, as this is a, a free podcast, it doesn't cost you anything to listen to, but it does take time for me to actually produce and make and, and spend. It does. And so um, as a way of helping me, if you want to give it a little bit back, I'm not even asking for you to give back any money, um, feel free to go on to like iTunes on and go on or Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever platform, and and uh, leave a review. Uh, and see the way it works is like you leave a five star review mm-hmm. or a four star, preferably five star. Five star, come on. Um, yeah, and just say, um, leave a nice comment, and then what that does, lots of comments. It actually makes me more attractive to sponsors. Ah. And see so if I get if I get sponsors, like because when they do research, the more sponsors you get. The more, more money. Look, yes. Money. Uh, Feed the children. We've got three children. Yeah. We need money. <laughs> like I can't stress enough. People said to me before we had children, they really suck the money right out of you. And I thought, how can they do that? They don't eat much. You know, boy, do they eat a lot. And things that used to cost me X amount now cost me five times that amount. Yes. Oh. We go through everything so much quicker. They, they- Eat like a plague of locusts. So today's episode is brought to you by... uh, A plague of locusts. No, I was going to say by (laughs) Durex condoms. (laughs) By whatever form of contraception. (laughs) If you value your sleep and your 
Um, and, and having enough money, don't have children. No, they're great. We they're, love our we love our lovely children, and yep. um, they definitely give us a lot of joy. And um, and a reason to run out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and um, so great. The other bit of housekeeping I would like to address is um, don't forget I've got a couple of affiliate deals that you can um, take advantage of, and I would oh, love it. Yeah. So what you could do? These are red hot deals, people. Um. So infinite nutrition, I'd bang on about infinite most weeks. So good. And it's um, you if you get, if you just try it out. I'm um, seriously like if you're into ultras, um, I highly recommend it because it's basically f- food that you can drink, and um, they mm-hmm. can customize it to whatever you want. Um, so if and you... people don't think about nutrition when they're running enough. I can't say this enough. When you're driving your car, you're going to put petrol in it. You know, you're going to put coolant in and oil. You're going to look after it because you want it to run smoothly. It's the same thing with us. You need to put in the best possible things for you to run your race smoothly. So if you're if you're running and thinking, I'll just drink water and eat jelly babies or something, not cool, man. You need more than that, especially on a big ultra. That's a good point, Kate. And if you like, you think of it like this. If you just on a normal day when you're mm. not running an ultra, mm. let's say you're just having a normal day and you go, today, I'm only going to eat jelly, jelly babies, jelly and, babies drink and drink water. Can you imagine how you'd feel at the end of that? Oh. You'd feel rubbish. Rubbish. You would. And so uh, things like infinite, you know, it really takes care of a lot of food groups. Yes, it's not, it's not like you're a, I wouldn't recommend it as a meal replacement outside of running, but it, when you're doing a race... It's the, mm. it's the bomb. It's it so good. So if you put, punch in the uh, the code DRU when you go to the checkout on their website, um, you will um, get yourself a nice tidy little discount on their products. And you can so go on. You can print. You can do it yourself. They've got these little sliders that you can change the um, the amount of say carbohydrates that you put in, or the amount of caffeine you put in, or the the flavour. The strength of the flavour, and they'll tell you if it. If, I mean, they if it's going to work, won't they? Yeah, the, yeah. you'll get a little, a little indicator will come up and tell you whether it's um, going to taste like garbage or right. and it's going to be no good for you. That make is you sick. nice of them. Yeah, it's it's good because you know some people think oh, I'll just put more of everything in. Yeah, more more of everything yeah. is not necessarily good. No, but um. Now I just got a question. Going back on that, yeah. Code DRU. What's yeah. that all about, Daniel? Oh, it means Distance Runners Unlimited. Oh, Distance Runners Unlimited. Which is my coaching business, which, yes, as some of you may know, and if, you, if you're if you a first-time listener, um, I'm a coach. And What kind of coach? Oh, you know, I'd say pretty good. A running coach, <laughs> You know, like a life coach or a yoga coach. Yeah, um, yes, running. Uh, running, running coach. So I've coached people from five-kilometre distance right up to, like, a uh, hundred miles mm-hmm. and I have at the moment I've got someone doing a multi-day event um, and uh, an incredible young woman whose name I won't mention but um, because she hasn't given me permission but um, she, an incredible young woman who's running the Marathon de Sables, de Sa- de Sables which is 250 kilometres through the Sahara Desert. That's amazing. And she's being fueled by Infinite incidentally. Yeah. And um and uh, yeah, so yeah, I coach all people from all over distances. So you're based in Adelaide in Correct. Australia. Now, do you only coach people in Adelaide or? Well, no, I don't actually. I, I coach, I do have quite a number of people that I coach in Adelaide. Yeah. But I've got people that I coach on the East Coast as well. Yeah. And um, basically the way I've set in things In the Red Centre. Oh, I had some people in the Red Centre. Yeah. They're, they're um, in, in um, Northern Territory. But yep. I, I've... Like basically, the way I set it up is you using the power of the internet. Mm-hmm. You could, people could be anywhere in the world, and so um, mm-hmm. I can coach them. So if you're in um, if you're in Kazakhstan and you're listening, you're more than welcome to shoot me an email. If you're in America, you're more than welcome to shoot me an email. So um, anywhere around the world, really. Planet Earth is basically where I restrict my business to. Okay. Um, don't have any clients on Mars right. yet. No, there's no one, no, no humans there. But if oh, you don't be racist, so could... don't get into that. <laughs> now, so if I was in, say, Montreal or something, and wanted to coach, mm. what would you do? Would you? I mean. Uh, generally the I'd... internet is a wonderful thing. You could basically like zone in on where I lived in Montreal, what the terrain is like, 
Yeah, so like... You could kind of look up the trails and stuff for me, running areas. I try to write the best, most detailed plans possible. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that I would do is, yeah, like um, I look up, utilise Strava to look up the various um, maybe routes oh, around. where people are, And course. so, you know, they've got like the, um, on Strava, they've got the segment explorer. Mm-hmm. And so I can look up the terrain. So if I've never been to a location and if, or if someone says, oh, I'm doing this particular race and it's in a place I don't know, yeah, I'll look up that course on Strava because generally there's segments. So I get an, a bit of an idea of the gradient. And um, where people are running, like popular running spots. Yeah. Ah. And so... um. If it looks like it's going to be fairly hilly or flat, and I mean nothing, yep. nothing beats actually being there. Mm. But I can certainly, um, my approach is I try and be as methodical as possible. Yeah. So break it down, break down the terrain, break down um, what the person's trying to achieve, and yep. you know I communicate uh, whichever way people like email. Text message, maybe not international text, um, but you definitely use like Messenger, yeah, Messenger, WhatsApp. Um, yep. You could, I could, I've even, I do some Skype conversations. Well, you're a big talker, Daniel. You're you're good on talking, and you you're good Who's at saying? it. So I I do hear you on the phone to clients a lot. Well, because I love it. You do. You're a yeah. passionate man. You're mm. very passionate about this running business, and I do hear you out in your little office there getting down to business with people on the phone a lot. And you sound pumped. Well, that's good. And that's what you like about what I'm doing. Exactly. Mm. If you're going to do something, how you might as well be. How would you have it. said, because in my previous life, which wasn't that long ago, I had a different job. And um, yeah. as some people may know, I was a school teacher. Or yeah. I still am technically a school teacher. Yeah. But... Um, and look, there's lots of things about teaching I love, but not a few things I don't love about it. Yeah. Look, you, quite often when you were talking about something about teaching that you were really digging on, you sounded stoked. But there were often times when a lot of the, like the red tape and stuff in teaching, I know that you found it very annoying and difficult. It didn't, it didn't bring out the best in you where running and coaching people brings out the best in you, I think. And I was talking um, to a friend of a client of yours um, who I work with and we were, we were talking about your coaching and I was saying to her that I really feel like you go on the ride with, with all of your clients. Like someone will contact you and go, I really want to do this. And it seems to me as someone who is very close to you that that experience is almost as important to you as it is to that client. Like the amount of times you come home and you go, oh, such and such has just done this and it was amazing. Or yeah. like you'll see your, you know, some of your runners in an event that you've been in and, you know, people come and talk to you afterwards and you're always just so stoked and happy to talk to people. And, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I think because people – you know, of, of asking my advice, that means a lot to me. And like, and so I, um, and if I, if they've had some level of success, like whether they've hit, they've hit their goal mm-hmm. and I, and they've done, done that through some of me helping them, yeah. it's hard not to feel pretty stoked, mm. you know, like mm. for a while I had a hand in that, you know, and, and exactly. it does. I, um, yeah, there's, I mean, some of my, I've had some incredibly inspiring clients, um, Oh, you know, they're all inspiring because they're all, you know, I think just to take mm. take the initiative to contact a coach and go, I'm going to take this, take my running to the next level mm. and get some assistance. Yeah. You know, that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. You know, and I get it. And um, so, you know, but oh, yeah, I, I do love this and I, I can see it's all going in the right direction and I want to keep doing it, you know, for the next however long. Excellent. Well, it makes yeah. me happy to yeah. see you enjoying your work so oh, much. Oh, good. And it makes me happy that you support me and that you can see that I have some sort of skill in it as well. That's right. And now when, when you decided to do this, yeah. um, I was really thinking about this. I don't know if you've seen the movie Walk the Line. So about Johnny Cash. Now, yes. when he was at the crest, you know, he was he was almost – making it and his wife was like no johnny you gotta stay home and work at the hardware store and i thought oh imagine if he had imagine if he'd given up on his dream and gone to work at the hardware store how much that would have sucked 
And so I've never wanted to tell you to come back and work at the hardware store. Mm. I've always been like, oh. Well, I did work at Bunnings. What if he becomes Johnny Cash? You know, what if he becomes the Johnny Cash of coaching? Of coaching. Well, I hope so. Um, that's the dream. That is. That, mm. That's that's nice of you to think. So you don't want to be that wife. That, no, I don't want to be someone who's holding you back mm. from what you want to do. You'd rather be the June Carter. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know about that. Swooping in at the last minute and taking all the glory. Yeah, I guess this analogy doesn't work very well. No, but not entirely. But that's not cool. Entirely. Um, Let's get down to the questions, shall we? Okay then. I feel like we're going off task. Look, this is it. This is this is um the way it is. Um, yeah. So I've um I'm utilizing the. Uh, the power of the internet, and I've come up with some questions that um, that might we're going to dis- we're going to use as a discussion point in today's episode. Okay. So um, and seventeen I- commonly asked questions about learning to run. Yeah. So this you might not think you might be an experienced runner, and you might think, oh, this doesn't really apply to me. Um, but I um, you never know. You might and be. There are more unex- There are more people who don't run than people who do. Yeah. So what there are I might... a lot of people, I come across a lot of people who ask me how I got into running um, and, sorry for interrupting there, um, who have a lot of questions about just taking their first steps as a runner. Um, and so I think it's important. I mean, we want to be inclusive. We mm. want as many people to, um, yeah, to be doing, to be doing this because it's fun and it's good for you. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. So I'm just going to reference the, um, the page that we're getting it off. So, because I like to do that, so a website called verywellfit.com. I'm assuming it's an American website. It's just an article about learning to run. And um, so what I'll get you to do is I'm going to get you to read the questions yes. and then I'll give you an answer okay. and then we'll just have open up to discussion. I'm not actually going to address the article too much no. other than the questions. Yeah. So question one, go. What should I wear when running? Question, Kate. I would start off by saying wear clothes. That is a good, unless it's like the Naked Olympics or something. Yeah, down at Maslin's Beach, which they do have. Yes. Um, so, no, um, obviously you want to dress comfortably. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, a, a, you know, there's lots of running attire out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not married to any particular brands in terms of, you know, you've got to wear what's comfortable for you. Yep. Um, obviously something that's going to be, if you're running for an extended period of time, you don't want to get chafing and mm-hmm. issues like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have quite often worn just the, the some really cheap Kmart shorts in yep. ultras just because I found them to be the most comfortable, you know, like, um, yeah, so. Do you have uh, any... Yeah, I, I have a lot to say on this topic. Oh, okay. Before because... we get to you, oh, sorry, okay. yep. there's just something else I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, so, um. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Carry on. Come get back to it. Okay, so I have a lot because I I have a lot of um, like issues when running with clothing. Okay, this is a, these... a a warning. This could possibly be talking about Kate wetting herself. No, it's not nothing to do with me wetting myself. Well, it may have a little bit to do with that, but not not a lot. So, when you're going for a run, you want to dress in something that's comfortable. Um, obviously, but you want to, if this is your first time going for a run or this is your first time doing, you know, like five Ks or something like that. Yes. You want to dress in something comfortable, but also you want to make sure that you're protected. So you don't want to get sunburnt, say if it's really hot. So you might, you know, wear a hat, wear something with, that covers your shoulders, perhaps like running singlets are good, but if you're going for a run outside for a long time, you don't want to get crispy shoulder burn. Um, skin cancer is a thing. Skin cancer is a bad thing. I mean, a tan may look lovely, but skin cancer and having them cut out, oh, no good. You don't want it. Even in winter time. Even in winter. Exactly. Protect mm. your little nose. Make sure you've got sun cream on. And there are going to be places that are going to chafe you. Now, some of these places, when I first started running, strangest place behind my arms, like the backs of my arms where they would like rub against my t-shirt or something, I would get chafing there. So if you're going to go for a run, like maybe do a little test run around the block, see what's happening with what you're wearing because you might need to get changed. Oftentimes shorts will like ride up into your crutch. Mm. That's awful. That means you get like chafing in between your legs Yeah. and it's uncomfortable. Wrong shorts. You've got to run with your 
hungry hungry thighs <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't you're not going to feel good and the, you want to feel good when you run it you don't want to be thinking oh my shorts are irritating me or geez the backs of my arms are chafing um so yeah i like to wear like bike shorts like shorts that are like come down sort of mid mid thigh so that i'm not getting any rubbing like of my legs yep um and they, and because they're they're firm so they're not going to ride up or even a running skirt because I don't like people like really looking at my bum too much because sometimes I wet my pants. <laughs> so I like a running skirt if I'm running like in a group or something is always good. Um, if you do wet your pants, which... We've discussed this um, with last common. time Kate appeared on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody. It's a real problem. It is a real problem. Sometimes it happens... Just put a little, you know, wear your mummy nappy or whatever. There are special things you put in your pants when you run and you wet your pants. Um, a good a good bra that's going to support your boobies if you've got boobies because when you're running, they're going to move around a lot and it's going to be uncomfortable and you could potentially get chafe around the boobie region. Yep. So you want to wear a nice, comfortable like boob, um, bra, something that's going to give you nice, lots of support. Um, and, yeah... Good shoes, good socks. Socks can make all the difference. Absolutely. There are some really good anti-blister socks. But whatever socks are comfy for you, really. You want to be comfortable. You want to avoid the chafe. Don't get sunburnt. Okay. Next question. All right. Thank you, Kate. That was a very thorough response. Yeah. I thought maybe you could ask the next question and I'll start and give my answer first. That We did that last time. Uh, you asked the question? I'll ask the question. Yeah. Fair enough then. Mm. Okay. Can I walk during my runs, Kate? Yes. Yep. Of course you can. Right. Like if you're running up and down, up uphill and down dale, it's very hard to maintain a fair clip who's, up a hill. Who's dale? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Had to do it. So if you're if you're running up and down hills, it's hard to run up a hill. Mm. And so it's perfectly acceptable to walk up the hills. Walk with purpose. Walk with purpose, yep. Um, and, but also if you're running down the street and you're feeling like you're puffed, like it's too hard, just walk for a bit. There's nothing wrong with walk a block, run a block, or like walk between posts and then what, walk to the next post. What do you say to people who consider walking? And this probably applies more to uh, road running. Yeah. Um, some people see walking as cheating, um, or giving up. You know. Oh. You know. No, the the aim is to enjoy yourself and to get to the finish. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you need or want to walk a bit, that is perfectly acceptable. Look, if you had a rocket pack, that would be cheating. Yeah. Now that's or absolutely. Skates or something. Yes, it mm. would. Or yes, yeah, some rollerblades or a scooter. Mm. Um. Can I? I'm just going to add a few things to this. If that's Please. all right. So can I walk during my runs? As, from a coaching standpoint, absolutely. Mm. Um. So. Pacing, and, and there is a question about pacing coming up, but this feeds into that a lot. Um, Have you read these questions before? Yeah, it's called it's called research. Okay, these um, are surprise questions for me. Okay, hmm. um, so basically, with um, when you walk, like say um, I talk a lot about zone two, as you yeah. know, yep. and so quite often you, know. you will need to to start to need to do a bit of walking to keep your heart rate down nice and low. Mm -hmm. You don't want to overexert yourself in these longer runs no. as well, um, and keep so keeping that heart rate low is very important. Yeah. Um, and also, when we look at, I, I mean, there's events like these big long track events like. Um, the six hour, twelve hour, twenty four hour, where you're going around Same in day. yeah, going around and around in circles. Okay, now you can obviously you're going to be going quite slowly at an event like that. There is a lot of um, research that suggests having walk breaks, even if you're a faster runner, to just give the muscles a, utilize different muscle groups yeah. and. Give the muscles a rest so you don't go into full muscle meltdown. Yeah. Okay. So which happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, 12 hours of running using the exact same muscle groups without changing your pace once um, could lead to some major problems. It's going to be exhausting. Yeah. Well, exhausting, more than exhausting, it's um, dang, downright dangerous. Mm. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Who's asking this one? I'll ask this one. Yep. How should I breathe when running? Okay. Uh, this is an excellent question, it as, is a good question. as it says in the article. Mm. Um, 
So basically, oxygen is like the number one thing that you need when you're running. Yes. Obviously, so during life in general, it's a it's it's really utilized. And even breatharians, yeah, need oxygen. Yeah, they, exactly. That's all they have. And that's a real thing. Look up Google breatharians. They're awesome people. Um, so no, but basically, I would say, um, yeah, you, there's a few ways you can approach. Obviously. When you're running, pacing slowly, you really want to get deep, like long, deep into your lungs. Deep into your lungs. You don't want to. A lot of people will breathe through their mouth with an open mouth and do a lot of real shallow breathing. Yeah. And so they breathe quickly. We don't want to breathe shallow. We want to breathe deep. And I mean, you can breathe through your nose if you can. That will make you breathe slowly, and and um, and um, breathe deeply. But some people find that too difficult. But if you have to, so if you breathe through your mouth, longer slower, deeper breaths, mm-hmm. okay? And that's going to help keep your heart rate down as well and just overall better. Yeah. Now, I have noticed that um, I've been doing a lot of zone two running, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the foundation, mate. It is. It's really – I look, I struggled with it in the beginning. I think everybody does because the, the, the feeling of wanting to go fast is really strong. But it's about – even just the, the – the drive to, to, to be at zone two, like mm. to to want to slow down is, is good, I think. That's what you've told me. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of zone two running and I one of the ways when I don't have my watch with me um, to stay at zone two is to breathe through my nose. Um, and I have found that my capacity to breathe through my nose, like the my ability to do it has gotten better but I think, I don't know if that's because I've gotten fitter or my body is better mm. at using the oxygen. I don't know. But I've found that I can run faster just breathing through my nose, like in through my nose, out through my mouth, or just yeah. in through my nose, um, has gotten better. I've gotten better at doing it. Um, and I'm more comfortable doing it. But, I mean, people have asked me this as well. Like when I first started running and I was just going to Hash House Harriers, um, one of the girls I was sort of, we called ourselves sloggers, slow joggers. Yeah. We'd sort of run a bit together. And she was like, how do you run when you're, how do you breathe when you're running? And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I take two, two, two sort of breaths in like that. Yeah. Two breaths in, two breaths out sort of quickly. And I found that was really good at the time. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll try that. And I think it is something because, you know, when you're a kid and you run around it, comes naturally but then when you get older it doesn't come naturally and things you know you become self-conscious and it does become harder to just do those simple little things and you do sometimes need just reassurance that you're doing it right yeah mm. no it's great no I, um yeah definitely breathing into to, to your um diet more from your diaphragm <coughs> yeah so it's really um valuable um yeah and so yeah try not to breathe into your chest and when you're racing if you're pushing hard there's a real tendency to, to to slip back into old habits. So really, you've got to practice it yeah, on all your Yeah, you really runs. need to focus on yeah. um, taking those big breaths. All right, next question. Now, is this my turn to ask a question? Yeah. Um, so question four is, and I don't really have an opinion on this one, but I've got, I guess I've got some ideas. How can I not feel self-conscious when running? That, that blends in beautifully with the last question yeah. about when, you, when you're little, you... You just do it, but when you're older, you do feel self-conscious. Yeah, because you you're worried about what you're looking like, and if people think what you're wearing is stupid, and yeah, you know, do I look like you should call me an ambulance? <laughs> because often, I mean, I'm quite, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not amazingly fit, but I'm quite fit. But often, I will look like I need medical attention just because I get really red. I'm not, I don't look beautiful when I run. Like some people finish a race mm. and they look. Their skin's glowing. Their makeup hasn't slid off their face. I look like I've been dragged through a bush backwards. My makeup never comes off. No, my face. yours looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I look terrible. But the thing is, when you once you have been running for a little while and you feel comfortable doing it, you're not going to feel so self-conscious. Yeah. But I mean, if you do feel self-conscious, if you feel like your technique is not great and you and you aren't enjoying it, Get go and see somebody. Go and get yourself a coach who can say, um, I mean, I was very lucky. When I started running, I had you running behind me, tapping me on the bottom going, geez, you look great. Just drop your shoulders, Kate. 
Drop your arms down. That's right. Straighten your back. Oh, you look marvellous. As a general rule, I you don't tap I don't, everybody. I don't the tap bottom. everybody on the bottom. No. Um, yeah. I was I was your wife, you so were, it was hey. con- there was you know implied consent. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was very good, and so I got a really good um, foundation in my running technique, I think. And feeling good about yourself. And feeling good about myself. I mean, I don't know. You might see me run and go, ooh, Um, she looks like she's having a hard time. But I feel a million dollars. And that's what's more important. And I want to add to that too is um, the biggest thing is you're out doing something that's going to make your life better. That's right. One way or another. It's going to help your mental health. It's going to help your physical health. So if you've just started and you feel like you've got – you, you do, you feel like you're unfit and you look terrible. You, my, my, my approach is, um, and I'm going to drop an F-bomb in a second, you just say, fuck them. You yeah. Know? You know, this I... is your life and you're going to go, if it makes you feel good, do it. And it's, and you know, you're not hurting anybody. And, and um, so yeah, just exactly. get, just, just, um, it's better than sitting home um, wishing that you were getting fit. Yeah. You're actually out there doing the hard work. That's right. And look, I want to point out at this at this time, Daniel and I will often be out running or driving in the car somewhere and we'll see another runner. And then I don't think there's ever been a time when we've gone, ooh, look at that creep. Or, oh, I don't like the way they're running. We're always just stoked that people are running. We're like, oh, good for them. Get out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's, it, look, it's everybody's sport. It's, it's, it's total freedom. You get out and just do it. Yeah. Um, Nike got it right. Um, let's, <laughs> let's move on. I get rid of a side stitch, Daniel. Get rid of a side stitch. Well, um, I don't know. Do you just run it out? That's what my PE teacher told I'm me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the article to you, a little piece of it, because okay. you know what? It's not something I have any expert advice on. Right. I don't get them very often. Okay. A side stitch or a sharp pain in the lower edge of the rib cage can be a huge annoyance for runners. Oh, of course. Yes. To get rid of one, try gently pushing your fingers into the area where you're feeling the stitch. Yeah, I suppose I do that. Yep. That should help relieve some of the pain. Then, to get rid of the side stitch, try altering your breathing pattern. Take a deep breath in as quickly as you can. Try to force your diaphragm down. Uh, hold your breath for a couple of seconds and then forcibly exhale through pursed lips. Hmm. Okay, so that, that's good. Um, you may need to slow down as well. That's a pretty good piece of advice. I yeah, don't really. I was doing it as you were reading it. Yeah, I know. No. People could hear that. I don't. Yeah, no, she wasn't in labour. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, that's, I don't really have much more to add to that. If anyone's got any uh, hot tips on how to get rid of a side stitch, by all means, uh, sh- pop, shoot us a message on the Facebook page. Yeah. And um, the, like with any of these questions, if you have anything to add to it, or um, by, please, um, yeah, comment away. Absolutely. Join the discussion. Please do. Okay. <clears throat> so question six, Kate. Yep. Is it your turn? That's no, your turn. Oh, how fast should I run, Kate? Oh, look. That's a question as old as time, Daniel. How as, fast should you run? As fast as you can. No. A what? No, don't run as fast as you can. <sighs> it depends on what you want to do. Like if you're doing the 100 metres, by all means, run as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, if you're planning to go out for 5Ks or longer, you just, want to, you just want to take it easy. Yeah. I think lots of people go, oh, I can't run. I can't even run to the end of the block. Because they get out there, they run flat stick. For like mm. 30 seconds and mm. then they've got nothing left. Yeah. Go out slow. Go for negative splits, man. Go out slow. Just like, take your time. When you say slow, even that is very, very relative. So I think yeah. a lot of people might go, okay, but what's slow? What, yeah. what, like what is slow? I mean, because they're running <laughs> fast might be slow compared to someone else. And you know what I mean? Like It's how it feels, I think, to me. When I first started running, you kept telling me to slow down and I felt like I was going too slow. Yeah. But at the start, that's good. You want to go too slow, yeah. I think. For me, like when if – you're, if you're starting out and you are asking these questions, you want to go a little bit slower than you think you should be going because then as you're going, you'll be able to run further and you'll be able to get faster as you're going. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just – um, I'll add on to that. Yeah. So it's really good. So basically, um, like Kate said, if you're doing like um, the 100 meter sprint, yeah, you go <coughs> hell for leather. Mm. So basically, if you watch like the top sprinters in the world, like you, like Usain Bolt, 
Yeah. So those guys. He really hammer and tongs it, doesn't he? He's fairly quick. Mm. Yeah, I'd say he's quick by uh, by by most people's standards. Yeah. Um. He um. So, but those guys will run. Basically, what we call anaerobically. Yeah. So that, as in anaerobic, meaning no oxygen. Yeah. So they can go from the from the start to the finish, and they realistically don't need to breathe because they're going that quickly. The the oxygen is not going to get time to travel from their lungs into their muscles. Wow. And they yes, they will breathe a bit at the end of the race, but you watch. They could you could you could cover their mouth and you could block their nose, and they could get through that hundred meters without taking a breath. Yeah. Um, it is all about stored energy. Yeah. Okay. So, or pretty much, us regular humans yep. might get fifty meters that f- without taking a breath. Go and try it. So, hold your breath, run twenty meters. Yeah. And see how. F- and then you obviously will suddenly go. Shit! I need to breathe. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend doing it. But no. maybe just do it as an experiment. Yeah. You'll be surprised. So that's the stored energy. What happens is if you're going that fast, if you've ever run a two hundred meter race. What happens in the two, after about 100 meters is you suddenly, your muscles start to scream. Yeah. Okay. They're like, because you are, your body's suddenly going, <clears throat> I'm in debt. I need oxygen. I need oxygen. So you're going to deeply into oxygen debt. And so you need, so if you go out, unless you're a, a seasoned athlete at that distance, yeah. if you go out to do 200 meters at the, at the same pace that you do 100 meters, there's a very good chance that you're going to just completely die in the ass in that last 50 meters. Yeah. So it's pacing is important. Mm. You know, um, um, so basically we're, we're switching over from our anaerobic system yeah. to our lactate system. Okay. So we're using lactic acid as an energy source. Mm-hmm. And then um, after, basically if you can go on, I'm explaining something very, that's probably important, the three main energy systems. Yeah. So then you go, so that lactate, Threshold. That's that that horrible feeling of wanting to vomit. Yeah. Um, so if you run like a say four hundred meter race. Yeah. That feeling you get in the last probably the last hundred meters. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. It's actually an energy source, but the um, if you get too much of it too quickly, you will you will chuck. Yeah, it's gross. So you got to slow down. Um, after about three minutes. Yeah. We go into or maybe even two minutes. Yeah. We go into our aerobic. Um, system. We start using yep. our oxygen as the primary source of fuel. Yeah. Okay. That theoretically, mm-hmm. you can go if you do it properly. You can go all day, and this yep. is where we spend. Even in a five k race, mm-hmm. it's aerobic. Yeah. It's five k's is an is an aerobic, an aerobically fueled event. Yeah. A um, hundred k's is a, an aerobically fueled event. Mm-hmm. So it's just about working on those paces, and yes. How fast you run, that is the great mystery. But yep. basically, that's why if you, people who go too fast too soon, will you can't get it back. If you go into oxygen debt... Yeah, you can't get it back. It's so hard to come back. So yeah. anyway, I could talk... All this talk of aerobics is making me want to put on a leotard. <laughs> do, it, do a bit of aerobics. Mm. I, I may, if you have more questions about that, feel free to hit me up. Um, or if you have any comments or discussions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So basically, as we generally, when you're running longer <clears throat> distance, slower <clears throat> is better. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Should I, oh, hang on. There's a question you go, seven. You go. Question seven. Should I eat before a run? Depends on who you are and what you're trying to achieve. That's right. Sometimes if I don't eat before I run, I feel sick. Yeah. And so I don't enjoy the run. But sometimes if I eat too much, again, I feel sick. So I don't enjoy the run. Yeah. Um, and I think there's even, according to Michael Mosley, um, there is research that suggests women burn fat more efficiently, like lose weight more mm. efficiently if they don't eat before they run in the morning. Yep. Um, whereas men need to eat before they run in the morning yeah. if they're looking to, you know, lose weight. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I haven't. Um, I was just going to say generally, like, and neither of us are sports dietitians. No. However, generally, um, unless you've got some specific dietary need, yeah. Um, generally, you want to have. If you, I would say yes. If you're going to go on a long run, you want to have a bit of a yeah. little bit of carbs. Yeah. Like, so you're going out for your Sunday long run, and you've got to do twenty five k's. Oh, you're going to need to eat before you. You're go. going to need to eat before you you go, and probably while you. While yeah. You're take out a there. banana and a sandwich. Yeah. Maybe some infinite. 
So yeah, in a your bit, water bottle. A bit of sugar is great. Um, yeah, thing. Lots of we need carbs. Carbs yeah. um, are generally unless you're going, and I'm not going to pass judgment, but like if you're going on a low uh, low carb, high fat diet. Yeah. Um, that's fine. That but I would not ever recommend someone do that without speaking to a, a health professional beforehand. Yeah. Um, it's not something I I've I've sort of experimented with it a bit. Not if you're going to be doing lots of running because you need yeah. you need the well, carbs, don't you? Yeah, but there's um obviously there's evidence to uh, talk about both. Um, yeah. So, but general, stay away from lots of fiber. Um, yes. Stay away from protein on um, before you run. Don't want to poo your pants. Yes, you don't. When you go for a run. Um, stay away from too much sugar. A little bit of sugar is good. Yeah. Don't have a big feed of eggs before you go for your morning run, perhaps. That's right. That's right. So we'll move on from there. Yes. Because there's a lot to talk about. But, yeah, yeah. so generally if you're hungry, eat. If, yeah. You know, but only, don't, don't eat too much. Yeah. Okay. You can read this one. Um, should I try to improve my distance or speed? So question eight. Ooh. Yeah. Should, um, okay, straight away. First thing, you want to build, if you're running like any distance over five kilometers, you want to build up. If you're a beginner or advanced, you want to build up your distance before you build up speed. Oh, why is that? Okay, so many people want to try and get fast straight away. Yeah. So by, by just working on getting running longer, yeah. You're automatically going to get faster over other distances. Oh. So um, basically, because you become more efficient um, sort of at burning f- burning fuel, um, you will develop your running economy, yep. uh, uh, running longer. So let's say, for example, you're training to do a marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're building up all, all um, traditional marathon training would say, would be trying to get you to build up time on your feet. Yep. And then the speed, you'd put more speed into a training plan as you get closer to a marathon. Okay. Your body is more likely to deal with speed work and things like that um, later in the pro- program because mm-hmm. you've built up this base. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, so you want to – you're going to get – your muscles are going to get stronger and more able – yeah. people are more likely to get injured during speed – if they do too much speed work early on. Yeah, and so, that um, makes sense. But, I mean, there's a lot of people – running is a game of patience. You need to be patient. Yeah. Um. To work on your speed gradually, and so working on distance. Yeah. So by working on distance, you are ultimately working on speed, also. Yes. And I always say oh, this. Yeah. Brilliant. And I always say, you know, like, um, what's the, um, you're trying to build your, not trying to build your top speed. If you're running a marathon, you're not going to be running at top speed. You're not ever going to be running in your your 100 meter no. speed. Like no. it's useful to do sprints. However, you're trying to build up on your bottom speed. Not how fast your bottom is, but yeah. as in the slowest, what is the slowest speed you can go mm. quickly? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Question nine. Uh-huh. Okay. When does running get easier? Okay, if it's not easy to begin with, it should get easy pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of people think that. When you say pretty quickly, how long do you mean? Like a couple of weeks? Um, you, you, you will feel if you're a, like beginner, beginner and you've yep. got no health issues yep. underlying yep. within, I think within two months, within a month, you could feel if you're trained consistently and, and, and wisely yep. within a month, you will feel some different differences. Yeah. I think again, pacing, going back to before, building up your distance and focusing on just gradually building distance <clears throat> You're going to feel, it's going to feel easier quite quickly. Yeah. And how, does that reflect your experience? Yes, it does. I was, um, I used uh, an app on my phone to start, to start running. Was that initially. the Couch to 5K? That was the Couch to 5K app. Thank you very much. It was really good. And I found, um, I think it said to do, th- do it three times a week or something. But, um, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I was motivated and I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, and I, like the first probably week or two, it felt hard. Um, but then I found myself wanting to go out more often than it was telling me to. Yeah. You surpassed the app really quickly. Yeah. Because I was so motivated. I really liked it and I liked how I felt afterwards. And I had this, this, I really was going from the couch 
Like yeah. I was a non-exerciser. I remember you the first time you ran a kilometer continuously and it was like you'd completed an ultra marathon. I was so stoked with myself. I ran yeah. from our house to my parents' house, which was exactly one, one kilometer. kilometer. Yeah. And I could not, my parents could not believe it. No one could believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. amazing. I felt so impressed with myself. Yeah. So proud of myself. And then before you know, within, within a few, like, Within not long, Within, you were running yeah. 10 kilometers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I did this not that long ago. This would have been completely unfathomable, unfathomable for me. Yeah. Yeah. So within, yeah, within a couple, between weeks and a few months, I felt amazing and, and comfortable running. Yeah. No, yeah. That's great. Um, there, a lot of research suggests that like basically, and people sort of will go, once they get past 30 minutes, if they can reach... Like there's a real milestone. Yeah. You can get the 30 minutes of continuous running. Yeah. Um, even if it's slow. slow yeah. Because um, there's a lot of, the run walk thing is a great way to start. It is. That's how um, I started. Yeah. And so um, once you get to 30 minutes and beyond, like 30 minutes, from the, from once you can do 30 minutes. Yeah. Doing 45 to an hour will not be hard. It's not a huge get, leap, no. get, Getting up to the 30 minutes it takes the, is the hardest part. Yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes that's about confidence as well. Like if you're mm. confident that you can run for that long, yeah, you'll all of a sudden feel more confident to run for a little bit. You think, oh, it's only another 15 minutes. Yeah, I could run for another 15 minutes. And then once you've done that, you think, oh, I could easily go for another 15 minutes. Like it's, it's partly building up your confidence in yourself as well as your actual ability to do you, it. And I'll tell you what else. Um, tell me. I'll tell you what else. Another thing that makes it easier from the very beginning is yep. find a training buddy. Yeah. Join a training group. Yes. Then those early days will go past a lot quicker than you realise. Yeah, and it's so much fun. Yeah. If you've got someone who's even if they're fitter than you, but they're they're a willing friend and a supportive yep. friend, mm. well, do it together. Yeah. yeah. And that way, if you do run too fast and you vomit, you've got someone to share in your experience and go check it out. Kate just vomited. Exactly. Mm. Let's move on. <laughs> Question 10. Should I run every day? If you want to. <laughs> um, if you're going to take it easy, like I wouldn't recommend going out hell for leather every day because mm. you're going to get injured. You're going to hurt yourself. Exactly. Your body's a temple, man. Take it easy. Yeah. Look, there's a, um, with all the athletes that I've coached, um, always, even the most hardcore, like, competitive athletes, I always put in rest days. Yeah. At least one rest day yeah. a week. I have two rest days a week. Yeah. That's good. Um, no, and it's I'm a huge believer in having those those days for your body to adapt to the training. And also, um, sorry to interrupt you, but also on my phone, when I go for on my watch, when I go for a run, mm. it says to me that I'm gonna need forty one hours to recover or something. Yes. Is that true? Some uh kind of. Um I think I take those sorts of things with a with a bit of a um, grain of salt, sort okay. of thing, like because they, um, it's. I think I did, to be fully recovered. Yeah. To 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 get to like a level of full recovery, yeah. you might need that long. Yeah. But part of training is you're constantly dipping into your reserves, and you actually want to not be fully recovered on a lot of runs. Mm -hmm. So, and then but then you'll have. And so, like, I will quite often put in, well, all my runners know, I put in recovery weeks. Mm -hmm. So I'll put in weeks, like every second or third week, it'll be a much easier week. Yeah. So lower mileage, lower. So that gives your body a chance to adapt okay. and go. So that way. Will I lose fitness in that week not when really. I'm recovering? No. Generally, people at the end of that week feel really ready to go. Yeah. Like, they feel fitter. Yeah. It's because they're recovered. You, yeah. That's when you get fitter, is yeah. your body's adapting. And you're not going to lose fitness if, if it, it's only one week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, uh, resting uh, is important. However, if you're doing a lot of really low intensity running, like real easy zone two, you know, um, you could theoretically run every day. Yeah. But again, it's a case of listening to your body as well. Yeah. If things, if you feel really tired, um, you probably need a rest, yeah. a, a rest day. If you are starting to get some real soreness in your lower legs, you know, like sh your shins, starting to get some shin splints, take a day, you know. Yeah. It's not, even if the, you've got the world's best coach, you know, 
they're still not your that's they're not in your body they don't yeah. know what's going on with your legs and that so you listen so a little bit of soreness like realistically you shouldn't really feel a great deal of soreness no you know so um but would it would you say if someone was getting persistent pain should they go to their physio um i think yes definitely absolutely um yeah so just Okay, so we'll move on. Next question, question 11. How can I find the right running shoes for me? Uh, pretty easy. Go to a running shop, running shoe shop. Yeah. Uh, here in Adelaide, highly recommend the running company. Um, they'll, they'll check out your gait and get you in a good shoe. Or BKT Trail, which is a fantastic trail shop, one of a kind. Um, they've got a great range, knowledgeable yeah. people. Yeah. Just try different shoes on, see how they feel. Yeah, it should feel comfortable straight away. Yeah, yeah. So not much really that I have to add to that. Do no, you? no. It's it's good. It's got to be comfortable. Yeah. You don't want to get too bogged down in like, does it have particular? Is it? I don't know. What are those things where people talk the, about the, different the, degrees? Oh, the drop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, drop matters. And look, it's best to speak to an expert. Um, in like I um. But if Definitely. it doesn't feel comfortable when you turn it on, when you put it on, turn it on, turn it, on, turn turn it, it up. <laughs> <laughs> I um, no, I I um, oh look, it's got to be comfortable straight away. It's it's like I say. I mean, and it doesn't have to be a, a trail shoe if you're running on trails. Yeah, I quite often will run in road shoes on the trail. Oh, me too, all the time. So I don't get blisters. Um, radio. Next question: How can I avoid having to stop to use the toilet when running? Go to the toilet before you go. Don't drink too much before you go. Don't drink like a cup of coffee and a tumbler of water and then go for a run. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm. And if you do, make sure you've got your mummy nappy on. Yeah, and if you, and if that's talking about the number ones. Now, if you're talking about number twos. In oh, a, what? Just talking about number twos. No one wants to have to think about that when they're running. It's a big thing, man. It is a big thing. Um, so especially in ultras. So I um have... I've done, I don't know, probably close to I've done 20 ultras or something. Maybe, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and touch wood, I have not had to stop for a number two once. And, be, and I think I have, uh, my philosophy it has worked pretty, pretty well. And yeah. I'll explain very quickly. Yep. So basically, the day before a big race. Yes. I will eat a huge breakfast. Breakfast of kings. So this is, yeah, tw we're talking 24 hours before of a big breakfast. Um, then, then that lunchtime on that lunchtime. day, I will have sort of a medium sized lunch. Medium sized lunch. Yeah. Thanks. Is, yep. it, is there an echo in there? There is an echo. <laughs> okay. How do you have your dinner? When I get to dinner time, yep. I, I have a very small dinner. A pauper's dinner. A pauper's dinner. Yep. That's right. Breakfast like a king. Yeah. Lunch like, like a, a regular person. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and then a, a very small dinner, and people, but people go, oh, "Isn't it? You're not carb loading enough." But, and here's the thing, I am going to be generally in an ultra. I will eat close. To, if it's a hundred k's or something, I'm going to eat probably four thousand calories. Yeah. So I don't need to have a great deal the night before. No, you because, don't want to have too much down low in the shoot, <laughs> because that's when it's going to want to come out. Exactly. And you know, you'll always see the portaloos at the start of a race, full of runners. Yeah. Getting out there, nervous poos, which is good. That's good. But you don't want to, yeah. You, you don't. But also that's where trail running is so good because if you do need to stop and do a poo, you can just go behind a bush. Can we call it number two? Number two? What? Ah, oh, who does number two work for? Okay. You can just go behind a bush. It's very hard to do that when you're running on the street. Oh, behind the bush is going to be the front of the bush for someone else. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to move away from this topic. <laughs> Question 13. Kate. Where should I run? Wherever you want to run, man. Exactly. Yeah. The world is your running track. Exactly. But if you feel like you're going to need to do number twos all the time, maybe run in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Um, Don't do your number twos on the track. You can, you know, like, depends what you're looking for. If you run on the track, you can run in the road, you can run. I mean, here in Adelaide, the best trails in Australia, um, there's so many, there's, there's literally hundreds of kilometres of trails within so with, much good running within a stone's throw of the city. Yeah, I mean you want to be a good stone thrower. <laughs> That's right. 
But you know what I mean. I would never be able to get there because I'm a terrible stone thrower. Yeah. So I'm not even, there's not much. But, you know, obviously plan your run. You know, if you're going to run on the road, don't, you know, or somewhere or running at night, don't go wearing headphones and, and, and not being aware of your surrounds. Yeah, that, mm. that is a very good point. I see mm. lots of people on trails and on the road running with headphones in and it's dangerous, people. It's dangerous. It's good to listen to music, I know, but if you're running along, you want to make sure that you're going to hear a bike coming up behind mm. you or another runner or, God forbid, a creepy guy with a van full of puppies. Like you want to be a bit careful of your surroundings because you want to run safely, you want to make it home and you want to have a good experience. Exactly. And and then the same goes for running on trails. Prepare yourself. Mm. Just remember that if you're running on the trails, it is you're running into the into the bush, yep. into the scrub yep. where you trip over and hurt yourself and you're by yourself. It could be very bad. Yeah. You, you want to have your phone with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you but know you can call call for help. I mean, I carry a bandage, a compression bandage, every time I go on the trail. I carry, and in winter, I will carry my emergency space blanket mm-hmm. um, every time, yep. which I have actually used. You've used both of those things more than once. Yeah, on training runs. Yeah, because, the bandage on me when yeah. I <laughs> fell over and did my ankle. Yeah, and one time the weather turned really bad when I was out on an early morning run. Yeah, and I. I nearly froze my boobies off. Yeah. And I had to um, pull out the safety blanket. And, and they work. They're so warm. Yeah. So, yes. The, go wherever you like, but just prepare yourself. Yeah. Question 14. Can I run a 5K? Well, yes. I think well, we all know you can. Yeah, that's a silly question. Of course you can. You know, park run. You know, there's no... They should just change the words 5... This is an American website, 5K. A five-kilometer race... Park run, they should just change the words five kilometres to park run. Yeah. So when we count one, two, three, four, park Park run. Six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, you can. Of course you can. You just got to take it easy if you haven't done it before. But also train for it. Yeah. And because people go, I'm training, I'm doing people. And look, this is a lot of you ultra runners I'm speaking to. You know, people training for these 50 and 100K ultras. But then they are surprised when they can't bust out a 5K PB every week. Yeah. And because, you know, they're very different kinds of disciplines to train for. Yes. You know, so if you're going to, if you want to run a good five kilometer race, train for a good five kilometer race. Yeah. You, if you're doing park run every week, that's fantastic. But you're not going to get a PB every single week. No. Perhaps early on you might, but you're going to plateau. And like, I know too well, I haven't hit my 5K PB in about four years mm-hmm. and I hopefully I can get back there um I got one recently yeah, a two minute PB and do you know why what been doing lots of zone two running oh there you go yeah you're a superstar and mm. I think you can go faster Thanks. and I think I can go faster but I'm at a point now in my career where I need to train really specifically for it you yeah know? Mm. you know I'm nearly 40 it is so. a specific um mm. distance and it's a hard distance because you've got to go fast for it a long time. A long time. I, I um, Well, you're running in that, you're close to your VO2 max for the majority of it. I mean, I get more nervous before a 5K than I do before like a 100K. Yeah. Because um, it is, or maybe not, oh yeah, pretty much. It is just like, boom, straight into the pain. Yeah. Like I, I feel that pain and because, you know, I get competitive. And so like within, within 400 metres... I'm, I'm feeling the pain. It hurts, and you know you're going to feel it for a lot longer. Yeah. Whereas oh, when you run an ultra, hard. it's nice. A lot of it is really easy. Yeah. You know, you start out so slow. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, no, definitely, it's a great way. It's a great build-up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think everyone mm-hmm. needs can keep, even if you are training for longer races, it is good to have those faster runs, you know, to, yeah. to really inject some speed into your uh, training. Can I drink coffee before running in the morning? Of course, just not too much. Yeah. Yeah. Caffeine uh, will give you a little kickstart and it's fine. It does, um, it, uh, the effect that it has on me is um, I tend to get a little bit, it'll, how do we say? Um, gastrointestinal? Yeah, it made me get a bit mm. gastrointestinal and like mm. my desire to go to the bathroom increases dramatically. Yes. Um, on more than one occasion, more than one occasion, I've had to cut a run short. 
after having too much coffee in the morning. Yes. And 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 do a uh, a one k sprint for home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but in saying that, also the caffeine. So when, another thing, if you're someone who likes to have gels, um, some of them have caffeine, don't they? they a lot of them have caffeine. Yeah. So you have got to be really careful about the number of gels you have. You know, if you go and if you do a big race and you go and have half a dozen gels. Like that's a lot of caffeine. You it, will poo your pants. You will. And you'll definitely feel crook in the stomach. Yeah. Even I mean, I'm a big coffee drinker. I drink a lot of coffee. You do. Um, so even that, but yeah, so I'm careful. Yeah, look, I don't like drinking coffee before I go for a run. I think it makes me feel a bit jittery. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make me want to do poos, but it just makes me feel a bit jittery. Yeah. yeah. Bit it can be dangerous. But I mean, yeah. So Palpitating. Moderation. Mm. Moderation. It's great in a race to have a, someone, someone hand you a cup of coffee and you're like a flat, flat Coke or something. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, a cold brew coffee. Mm, now, this next question nice might be race. good because you're a nurse. You, yep. should, you should know a lot of stuff about yep. this. Can I run with a cold? Well, that depends on how, like, on what kind of cold you've got. <clears throat> like, if you've got, like, a head cold and you've just got, like, snot and you're feeling a bit throaty, then that's okay. But if you've got, like, a stuffed up chest and you're feeling achy and it's hard to breathe, then mm. no. Absolutely. So it's below, if it's below, they basically say if it's just up in your head, like a head then cold. Then it's okay. Should be okay. And again, you've got to monitor yourself. If you don't feel like going for a run, yeah. don't go. It can, yeah. And uh, if you're feeling sick, don't do it. Now I'm going to ask you a, a, a question, that a commonly misunderstood question. Yeah. Um, is a cold the same as the flu? No, a cold is not the same as the flu. <laughs> Oh, it makes me cranky. A cold is a cold. You'll feel a bit rubbish. If you've got the flu, you are laid up. Now, listen, true story here. I knew this would get you going. I have had three babies, right? Yeah. So two of those pregnancies, I got the flu. I got influenza A. Oh, rubbish. Laid up. Couldn't go to work. Felt terrible. Hospitalized. Hospitalized. Yeah, I was on a drip and stuff. Yeah. And another time, I, was there. I got the swine flu. It was awful. I felt completely rubbish. Like I like I couldn't get out of bed. Again, I was hospitalized. The flu is serious business. That's why we get flu shots. Because yeah. the flu is really bad. And so the you, flu makes you the feel flu, like you need to be in hospital. If you've got the real flu, you're not even gonna contemplate you're not going gonna for go a run. for a run. You're gonna be in bed. If you've if you've got a cold you can pro and you're contemplating going for a run. You're probably okay to go for a, a run. Yeah. What I do when and I I, I got a lot of uh, sickness last year. I actually did get the flu for a bit. You did. And um, we all did. And um, but um, I one of the things that I got that when I've got a cold, I just go nice and easy. I just go okay. I feel like I've got a, I've got a cold. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go out and make sure it stays in zone two. Yeah. And you know and you know quite often it. It, it makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Um, you get things moving. Yeah, and you don't shift you, There's no things. need to go out and do the intensity of the of speed work or whatever. No. Um, it's better just to, until – because you don't want to run yourself down further and get a secondary infection or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you, you generally want to run to how you feel, don't you? If you don't yeah. feel good, then don't yeah. don't run. If you feel dizzy, don't run. Yeah. If you feel – if you so, yeah. Yeah, if you're go, having a hard time breathing, don't do it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, this last one. The weird, a bit of a, a dumb, I, I call this, I say, I quite often say there's no dumb, there's no stupid questions. I feel this last one is a stupid question. In this modern age, yeah. it is a bit of a stupid question. And the question is, how do I know? This is the final question, which is disappointing, really. Yeah. How do I know how far I'm running? Well, I don't know. If only there was some kind of device or app that could measure it. I know. Look, everybody's got a phone and you can measure it. There are loads of apps that tell you how far you're running and they'll give you loads of information, how Ooh. fast you're going, you know, they'll draw you a map. It's beautiful. Um, if you don't, you can always um, have a look on, a, on an actual map, on a piece of paper, how far you're going. Yeah. If you drive a car, you can go and you've gone for a run. You know, I wonder how far that was. Get in the car and measure it. Get yourself there's, a, tr a trundle wheel yeah, and walk it and measure loads, it. There's loads of ways. Um, but also, even if you just go, oh, I've run for four blocks. You've run for four blocks. That's really good. And that's a good way of going, I've run for four blocks. It took me this long. Next time, oh, 
it didn't take me quite as long yeah. or I ran for four blocks. It was the same distance, but I feel better afterwards. And Absolutely. And the other, I think another thing is rather than that question, if I was to rephrase it, I would say instead of saying, how do I know how far I'm running? You might want to say, how long? Or, it doesn't matter how far I've run. Yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't doesn't, really. Unless think, you're going in a specific race. Yeah. And then it does. It yeah. really matters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> early on, yeah. you know, like early on, I think it's really good just training for time. Get out. Mm. You know, they reckon 15 minutes of cardio is going to give you benefit. Is that right? 15 minutes. Well, you know what? I'm going right. to take that 15 minutes right now. And go for a run. And go for a run. And All this it, talk of running has got me schwitzing for a run. Well, good for you. So mm. that is a good enough reason for us to end the podcast here. Yes. And um, so Kate can put on her, her little jogging shoes and go yeah. out and run. Absolutely. Yeah. I suggest you all do the same thing. That's right. If you, if you weren't already running while listening to this podcast, as soon as this is over, I want you to go and put your shoes on, and get out the door and go for a jog. And if you are listening to this while you're running, take one of those headphones out of your ever-loving ears so you can hear if someone's running up behind you. Like it a, could be me and I'm going to tickle you or bump you on the head or something. Who knows? Steal a, your water bottle. She's a crazy person. I might steal your water bottle. Kate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I love to talk. I didn't know. <laughs> we get along well like that. We, we're, we're chatty. We are um, chatty. Yeah. All right. Well, until, until next week um, when I have... Another fascinating guest. Who is your guest next week? Oh, well, um, I don't often give previews, but um, I'll give a little preview. So next week I'm interviewing someone. I'm actually interviewing an exercise physiologist. Oh. So we're going to go deep into some science about, about the human body. So um, stay tuned for next week. Um, I, I, it's, a, it's someone who is a, I'm not going to say the name, but they're a PhD in, oh, in the field. And fancy pants. Yeah, so, you know. There's a bit of education, a bit of humour. What more could you want from this podcast? Right on. So next week, you can put on your sneakers, you can put on your running shoes and your fancy pants and listen to someone important talk about important things. Well, you're very important. Go deep into the human body. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Happy running. See you later. Bye. Bye.